1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, it's my privilege to welcome back Daniel J. Lewis to the show. Last time that Daniel was on the show, we talked all about his work situation and work environment setup at his home office. He has since moved to an office where he is working outside of the house. And we will walk through the steps and decision-making process as well as the tips and tricks in terms of keeping in mind how to have, or the benefits of even, having a workspace, a dedicated workspace outside of the home and how that can help you to maintain a better work-life balance, blending, however you want to call it, the time and space that's appropriate for working or not, and having a healthy version of that, as that is something that is often hard for people that are working online to do. Speaking of working online, if you're selling things online and you're trying to get your orders out the door quickly, you may need ship station. You can find that at ShipStation.com, and it's the fast, easy way to ship your orders all from one place. Whether you're using Shopify, Etsy, Squarespace, or other popular selling channels, ShipStation will bring in all your orders from across those sites, making it really easy to manage getting your stuff out the door. And you can even manage it from your smartphone. You can create shipping labels for all the top carriers, including FedEx, UPS, USPS, and you'll always get the best rates available. Right now, try ShipStation free for 30 days and get an additional month free. Only if you use my promo code TODO. Don't wait. Go to ShipStation.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in T-O-D-O. That's ShipStation.com. Enter TODO, ShipStation, make Ship happen. Also, if you're looking to enhance your leadership and management, Seth Godin's Alt-MBA is the workshop designed for you. It's an intensive, immersive four-week experience of drinking from a fire hose. Is it challenging? Of course. But Seth Godin's Alt-MBA believes the rewards are worth it. And if you ask any of their alumni, they would do it again in a heartbeat. Most online courses have about a 7% completion rate. The Alt-MBA has a 96% completion rate. They're accepting applications now for their upcoming sessions this summer and fall. Get in on this hands-on curriculum where you're spending 75% or more of your time shipping your work and learning practical Skills. To find out more, visit altmba.com slash to do. That's altmba.com slash to do. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in your application and tell them that I sent you. Again, that's ALTMBA.com T-O-D-O. Now enjoy this conversation with Daniel J. Lewis. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show, Daniel J. Lewis. Welcome to the show, Daniel.
2: Thank you, Eric. It's great to talk to you anytime, and especially to be on your own podcast, too.
1: <laughs> so you, last time you were on, we were talking all about the fact that you were working from home, you had set certain things up, you were working in your basement, sort of basement, I don't know if you call it that or not, it's the it's the downstairs of the house, but the majority of the rooms are upstairs, right? I've been there.
2: Yeah, bi level, which is kind of the industry standard in this Midwest area. But yeah, basically the basement.
1: Yeah. And and what's funny is, is I actually have that now myself as well, although ours is kind of like a secondary living room so that we have that buffer zone, because I've got the two kids that are incredibly active. So it's nice to be able to say, "Hey, go take that downstairs." But yeah, I've got this office. I'm standing in at my working my working my standing desk here, and you, however, are not at home anymore. So let's walk through this. What was your scenario? What was your setup? When we last talked, you had an office space at home. Let's describe that a little bit. Talk about why you had it at home and maybe even some of the unique situation you had there in terms of creating audio and video out of your home.
2: Yeah, a bi-level in this Midwest area, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, these bi-level style homes are everywhere, literally everywhere. And they are where you walk in between two levels. The garage is usually on the lower level, which is partially underground, as well as a family room. That's where the fireplace might be on that lower level. So all the bedrooms, then the kitchen, the living room, dining room, TV, often in the upper level of this house. And for me, my computer had always been downstairs from when I was single, even to when we got married. I had my office set up down there. That just made sense then when I started my business to have my business there inside the house down there in the basement. And that worked. For the most part, acoustically for podcasting, it was fantastic because the bookshelves, the carpet, the furniture, it gave me almost no reverb and very, very low noise. That's what we were doing for a while. And even when you and I had that last conversation on the podcast, that was what my wife and I had agreed on when I was running my business is that that was my business space down there. A little fault in this is that there wasn't an actual door to this space. Although there was a doorway, the only thing that was a door was basically giant pieces of paper, one of those kind of crinkle folding door things. And that's what was the door. And it didn't even close all the way. So it was kind of worthless to even use.
1: Obviously, the major issue, I think, in terms of... Well, well, let me let me put it this way. You didn't have kids at the time. So... You didn't really have as much of an issue to use that space because, you know, you and you had the benefit of the fact that you were working out of your home. You didn't have to pay for office space elsewhere. So, budgetarily, as well as just uh, space wise and convenience factor of being able to just go upstairs and, hey, I'm home, you know, was, you know, all the different benefits that you can have from working from home. You had most of them.
2: And I thought it was wonderful. You know, I get to work from home. I can have this few steps as a commute to my office. And I get to see my wife. I get to eat home-cooked meals, all the food and everything. That's all right there at home. And it is a dream for many people. And it was fun, certainly. But there were certain stresses along this way that started to Amplify as the years went on. And my wife and I, at this point right now, when you and I are speaking, my wife and I have been married for almost seven years. And when we were uh, there in the home with my business in the home, we were still in that first five years period of marriage, which anyone who's been married for longer than five years knows those first five years are the most stressful period that's when you're starting to get to know each other better, get to know where you need to compromise, where you need to stand your ground, how to communicate with each other, how to give grace and forgiveness to each other. All of these things going on that really stick through your marriage. It is worth it to learn how to change and grow yourself, not try and change and grow the other person. But In this process, while I'm there with my business, stressed about the time I'm spending on the business, things I want to do but can't do, or trying to focus on certain things and all of this, that stress was also leaking into our marriage because there would be laundry day. There would be days my wife would want to vacuum. There would be days my wife would need to do dishes or cook things. And this would make noise. And for a podcaster, and for someone who does a lot of video and audio recording for other podcasters, because I'm still in the business of helping podcasters, it was really important for me to have very good audio quality. So there would be many times when I'd have to ask her to stay quiet, to not do certain things, or on those days when we had established a, an agreement that a certain day would be laundry day, those were very stressful because it meant hearing her coming up and down the stairs, running the the washer dryer, and she'd sometimes stop into my office to say hi, ask me a question. I was a bit too accessible, and we would try to put in boundaries. But with all of these multiple stresses, it was also causing a big stress on our marriage. And this isn't to say that the decision we ultimately made fixed our marriage. It just reduced some of that stress. But there were so many things going on, and it was just piling stress upon stress upon stress. And here I am, wanting to focus, wanting to be productive, trying to get in that zone to really focus on work, and then she either calls down from upstairs or comes down and asks me a quick question, and then I would be short-tempered because I'm thinking, don't you understand, woman, I'm working here. (laughs) And, And... I would lose my temper sometimes and just be impatient or have that the tone in my voice sometimes when I would respond to her. And that would start disagreements and discussions, heated discussions, which would then make me extremely unproductive, change my focus for the entire day. All kinds of things like that would happen. And and maybe much of that was because we were in those first few years of marriage, learning how to communicate with each other. But I know that even on my own part, that I was so focused and so selfish in many times that I couldn't even take the time to clearly communicate to say, I'm very focused right now. Can you come back later? So we learned how to communicate better, but ultimately things weren't really working that well for us.
1: I have had a very similar situation, although we were – when I started working from home uh, three years ago, I think we we had already been married like 12 years. So we'd been well out of that first five years mark, uh, and I also had kids immediately in the mix, two of them who just didn't understand – the, <laughs> the the boundaries that need to be set out or that were set out by dad. It's like, well, yeah, you're working, but what? I need something. And, you know, so it, it, it can be different. In other words, what I'm saying is is everybody's situation in terms of what you're obligated to do, what you need to do, your uh, ability to focus. Some people, for example, I had uh, uh, Dustin Hartzler and Caesar Abid recently, and they both work from home. And yet they have even between the two of them very different blendings of like uh, you know their kids come in and sit in on like calls that they're having which to me just sounds crazy cuz i can't concentrate let alone you know other kinds of work that i need to get done with them at home but like i'm saying is is you there are different scenarios different expectations different temperaments different relationships setups at home. All I mean, there's just so many different factors. One style of working from home or not is is not going to work for, for every other people, I mean, everybody else. It just does not translate. So it sounds to me like even before what was coming down the road as w- one of the major uh, catalysts or even straw that breaks the camel's back of you guys having your first child, you were already kind of contemplating Maybe I need to set up a workspace outside of the home. What was that decision-making process like?
2: I was listening to this wonderful podcast about going beyond the to-do list and hearing about working spaces and focus zones and different things. And so I did start to use some space at a local library. I'd show up with my laptop computer, get a room for free for a few hours over there, and I'd be able to do some focus work. And that was pretty nice. But it was too short, and it wasn't realistic for me to lug all of my podcasting gear over there, which takes an hour to tear down and an hour to set up and all of that and I couldn't do stuff like record videos and things so it was limited, but it was very nice to be able to step away and have that focused time and realizing how well that worked, I got that taste for for the focus zone and That's when we started talking about maybe changing our plans. We'd been wanting to either move out of state or maybe move locally, but find a place where I could build office space on our property. And that was proving to be very difficult to find a property that would work for that or a house that would work for that in a place that had a really good internet connection. So all of these things made it almost impossible to find the right house. So we started thinking, well, what if... I were to move my office outside of the home. Now, something else that's going on around this time is we were coming up to our five-year anniversary. And my wife and I had talked even before we got married that around five years in marriage is when we wanted to start having kids. And so now I've got this new thought of, oh boy, we're almost at five years. I, I, I don't want a kid in the house. I can't have a baby screaming in the house while I'm trying to record these tutorials or podcast episodes or videos or other things. This this just can't happen. So my my limitations in business were affecting then my perspective on family and making me not want to have a family yet. And, and Certainly, if you're detecting selfishness in this, yes, I recognize I had all kinds of selfishness going on here and misplaced priorities with my business and my life.
0: Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search. slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: So when my wife and I started talking about this idea, I started looking around at different places and discovering that office space wasn't as expensive as I thought it would be. I thought it would cost something like $5 per square foot, and I'd end up paying thousands of dollars per month to rent space somewhere But that's not the case. I know some places, and depending on how much space you need, it might cost that much. But I was able to find a place that was between $1 and $2 per square foot, and that had 312 square feet, which is uh, more than double the actual usable space I had in my home basement. And moving into that place and that decision process of going ahead and doing that gave a new freedom and a new hope that... Now I'll be able to control my schedule. I'll be able to record whenever I can, whenever I want to record. I don't have to worry about dishwashers or washing machines or vacuums or anything like that. And my business then would be a lot more separated from my life. I think Gary Vaynerchuk put it best in his book Crush It when he said something about how being an entrepreneur, this thing of work-life balance doesn't really exist because to us as entrepreneurs, our work is our play. Our work is fun to us it's our play it's our work it's our casual time it's it's all of these things we're constantly thinking about ideas and processing things and for me, as an entrepreneur, it was very, very difficult to maintain that boundary to know. I can't just go back downstairs to my computer. And since my computer was downstairs, if I wanted to do anything recreational with my computer, it meant going into my office where my computer was. Yes, I could bring my laptop computer upstairs, but that wasn't as comfortable. So all of these ways that the boundaries just weren't working and didn't really seem practical for us, but moving into that office space, recognizing that it was affordable for us, it gave a whole new relief as well as opportunities for me to focus a whole lot more on the tasks I had.
1: And I have wrestled with this myself. Like For example, I'm here in an office at home, and I think what you're saying is is that by having your office outside of the home, instead of having a dotted line at home that was easy to cross – You have more of a solid line now, which means you have to get in a car and you have to go do – how long is your commute, by the way?
2: It's about 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, so you've got to to get in a car. You've got to pack up and mentally say, okay, I have to go over there to do this thing. I have to get in the car. I've got to take into consideration commute time there and back and what it is I'm going over there to do. And so you're less likely to – jump on and and do work. That's not to say that you couldn't do work from home or at least capture a few ideas, since I know you know you could pull open a, a phone or a laptop or something. But again, the, the it's more of a solid line. It's still probably not a fully solid yeah. line, but it's less dotted, in other words.
2: Yeah. And since I do still work with a laptop, so I could at any point bring my laptop home and be able to work from home. But Now, I don't have the workstation that everything plugs into with my laptop at home. It's only my laptop. So no external monitor. It's a smaller screen. And there are many days then, actually most days of the week, I leave my laptop at the office. So when I do come home, I don't have that thing that I can open up and start writing documents or answering emails or that kind of thing. I still don't really enjoy answering emails on my phone. So that helps Keep that boundary for me, and that commute, even as much as we often talk about, oh, it's so wonderful to not have a commute. I actually like having a commute again, and this is coming from the guy that, for ten years or for five years, drove seventy five minutes each way uphill in the snow, you know for a job that I loved that was my dream job for five of out of ten years. but uh, now having the commute, what it did for me is for one thing as a podcast fan it meant i had more opportunities to listen to podcasts that i really enjoy or audiobooks or whatever it also meant that i had a more a, a transition time from work mode to home mode so that when i before when i left the office came up the stairs i would still need a little bit of a cool down time which didn't always happen because I was basically in the same environment as my office back when I worked at home. So my mind was still going on office related tasks. Now that my office is separate, it's a completely different environment with transition time. So when I get home, especially now that I have a son at home, when I get home, I'm able to engage more fully with my wife and son.
1: Yeah, that's one of those things that even way back at the beginning of this podcast, Andy Traub gave as kind of a, a tip or trick where he said, hang up the phone in the driveway. It's this, you're, you're, and, and you know, not everybody has a commute, but I, I personally love commutes. I, it's it's why I like getting out of my house and taking my laptop and going to do, uh, you know, productivity pub crawls, as we've outlined in past episodes here, the ability to change up your scenery and say, okay, I'm going to this one location to do this one thing that's going to take me well, I'm, I'm giving it a limit of an hour and I have an hour to get it done and, you know, compressing the time and the energy in on focus on that one thing and getting it done. But then having that drive home to, yes, listen to more podcasts, because if there's anything I know podcasters don't do enough of is actually listen to podcasts anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just we <laughs> all our time out in content creation and planning and we don't we don't actually enjoy listening as much as we used to.
2: And I discovered something cool about myself, and this could help many other people who have any kind of a transition that way, and you're listening to podcasts, is I now save more entertainment-focused podcasts for that drive home. Because then that doesn't keep my mind engaged in work. There are plenty of work-focused podcasts I could listen to. But then when I get home, I'm inspired to do what? To work. Mm-hmm. But if I listen to either entertainment or relationship-focused podcasts, like I listen to several marriage or Christian-focused podcasts, if I listen to those on my drive home, then when I'm home, I my mind is already out of the work zone. So there's even more of a mental disconnect in that those podcasts, whether entertaining or informing, but because they're not work focused, they help me make that transition away from the office.
1: Totally. Yeah. And and see, I even when I'm home, like, for example, today, I don't really have plans to leave the house, although I probably should for a little bit. Often what happens is is the kids Our home and my wife is home and she's working on dinner and I'm working right up till the end of my, quote, workday, which can be any time I want it to be, really. But if as soon as I'm done, I step out the door of my office into the rest of the home, suddenly it's – I've just switched roles without, like, decompression, you know? And – what I think that I need to do as I'm I'm standing here thinking about it and realizing it is I've not instituted some sort of hang up the phone or pre, you know prepare to enter into the atmosphere of the family kind of a thing. And what I need to do is say, "Hey, I'll be right back," and step outside and walk around the block for two minutes, and then come back in, and it's like I just commuted.
2: Yeah, it, it is really helpful, and for me at least, listening to nothing doesn't really help me because I. I'm never actually bored. If I'm sitting doing nothing, my mind will probably drift back toward work or coming up with ideas and such. And so that's why, yes, listening to those non-work-focused podcasts Mm -hmm. helped make that transition. There was a bit of a health struggle for me in this process, though, that was uh, kind of crazy and beyond the to-do list sort of thing. When my wife got pregnant, I also gained pregnancy pounds, but that was around the time that I'd moved to the office. In my office space, it's just a plain office space. I can bring in whatever devices or stuff I want. And there's only a vending machine here, which I've vowed to myself to never buy anything from the vending machine. But the kind of food that I brought to the office was bread, peanut butter, cereal bars, a whole lot of carbs. And very quickly... I gained about 20 pounds from where I was before I started working at the office. So th- recognizing that I-, I did want to get back into karate, which is something I've done for many years before. That's a nice fitness thing. So I started trying to work that out, but also recognizing my diet wasn't very good. And that was because of the decisions I was making of what to eat every day at work, as well as the breakfast I would eat uh, before I left for work. So we invested in a little office refrigerator for me. You know, it's one of those tiny things, maybe two or three uh, cubic feet in it. But that allows me to bring then fresh food from home as well as juice or water or things that are much more healthy that I don't have to worry about them going bad. And there is a microwave in this office building, so I can use that to reheat any food. And that simple decision helped me very quickly lose 10 to 15 pounds because I was no longer eating all of those carbs every day. Peanut butter, bread, tortillas, chips, that stuff is loaded with carbs and other stuff that's not good for you anyway. And I was amazed that even like today, I'm not able to be in karate yet due to time and budget, but Although I'm not exercising as much as I should, I'm still keeping that weight off because of those more healthy decisions now that I'm working from outside of the house.
1: Do you have any kind of work situation set up there at your your office space, your workspace there, where if you need to take a break, like you can get up and go outside and walk around? Is it set up that way at all?
2: Yeah, there's some space outside where I can walk around. Uh, and I'm near a major highway, so it's not necessarily pleasant, but I I actually don't take advantage of that. However, uh, this is a building with multiple levels to it. And more recently, I've committed to always take the stairs unless I'm carrying a whole bunch of stuff. So that gives me a little bit more walking opportunity, uh, especially since the the sink for refilling my water filter bottle is on a different floor. The microwave is on a different floor. Mailboxes are on different floors. So I am able to get some walking in. But, you know, when you talk about being able to focus better, I've designed this space so that I have multiple places of focus in the space. My normal desk for now is the same computer desk I've been using for many years. That's where all my podcasting audio equipment is set up. That's where my computer station is. But in this other room that I have in this office space, I have a standing desk over there. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll take only my laptop mouse and I'll make a little tea for myself or uh, just bring a drink of water over and I'll go over stand and do as much work as I can and having a, a laptop that's then battery powered, helps kind of give me a certain amount of time to focus. So I'll, maybe I'll pop in some headphones, listen to some non lyrical music. And while I'm standing working, then I'll be really focusing on emails or writing a script for a video or something like that, where I can really knock it out. And then when I'm done, it's kind of like I get to sit as a reward for that, or I get mm-hmm. to come back to my space and then. My focus also changes as I'm back in a different space. Even though I only changed positions by 10 feet, it is a completely different focus space for me.
1: That's great. Yeah, right behind me. Right now, I'm standing at my standing desk. But right behind me, there's a little uh, section of the room where I've got a, uh, a little footstool for my feet and a little uh, fake leather chair that I got from Ikea, actually the one down by you. And so then I can sit there and I can look something over, I can read, I can uh, pull out an iPad and do work in a different way and diff- have different work modalities, which is pretty nice.
2: Yeah. And it doesn't take that all that much to be able to do something like that. It could mean maybe you have one of those desks that either you crank it or you have the fancy button that you can have a sit and stand desk. And so you simply change positions at some point in the day, or maybe you have a comfy chair nearby and that's your reading chair. Or I have a spot on my desk that's away from my screens where if I ever need to write things out, which I hate paper, so I don't write stuff very often, but if I have to, then I can go over to that space and do that so I don't even see screens from that spot. And this is all within a very small space, not even using that full 312 square feet that I have, but a smaller spot.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the idea that you've got within one work area, you've got multiple or at least two, maybe more uh, different options to be able to do different styles of Uh, work and different modalities. It's something that not a lot of people think of. They're like, oh, I've got my chair, I've got my desk, and I've got my laptop. And then they're sitting all day and they're hunched over, which is just going to make you tired and so much less effective than you could be.
2: Yeah, I read that book. I forget the author, but the book is Stand Up, where it's all about the science of how we should be standing. And it's by the guy who also invented the walking workstations. Which uh, really inspired me then also to stand up a whole lot more in my life and helping make those healthier decisions and even just feeling better mentally about it, recognizing that, hey, I am making a choice to stand up instead of lazily, literally sitting on my butt all day. I'm standing up, I'm getting blood flowing while I'm working on some of these other things.
1: So what other challenges did you have to face in this transitional period of the new workspace and maybe what are some of them that you're still maybe dealing with? What else could you see improving upon?
2: One of the challenges was making this space fit my multiple needs in a more permanent way. Like at home, what I would do is I would move furniture around or rearrange the room, hack things together kind of to make something work in this space I can actually keep all of that set up. So that's nice. But there is the challenge of recognizing how can I keep this set up in a way that that then doesn't become a major distraction to me and arranging the space best for that. Uh, What I do find is that coming into a space like this sometimes, and this is maybe a struggle regardless of the space you're in, but I can get accustomed to this and I can start drifting. I can start spending too much time on Facebook or Reddit groups, or it's always the podcasting communities where I can end up spending too much time hanging out, answering questions, reading things. And so there, it's beyond the space, it's a decision for me to implement certain limitations. Like I now use a plugin for Google Chrome called Stay Focused. And what it will do is it lets me set certain sites to block and it gives me a time limit on those sites. Like The way I have it set up is between 9 a.m. and noon, I get no more than 15 minutes on a list of sites, which include Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, those major time-wasting sites. So there is enough time there that I can pop in, answer a quick question, or respond to a message, or watch a quick video, something like that. But I know that my time is limited, so I'm not tempted to stick around for very long. And then I have it reset that time at noon so that if I go on lunch break, then I know I can just watch a little Retin Link video or something like that while I'm eating lunch here, completely take my mind away from work. But I only have 15 minutes that I can watch anything on these social networks. So I have to get back into this. And also recognizing that there are those times when I need to change my environment. I need to be standing up. I need to work in the different location because... I really need to get this thing focused or this thing done. So I really have to focus on it. And it's so much more the decision to do it than the environment the decision to close all of my other windows and programs on my computer, the decision to stop listening to podcasts and instead listen to music so that I can focus more or listen to no music at all, maybe so that I can focus and think more on a task. It's so much more. The decision not only the space to do these things in
1: yeah definitely that's that's very interesting to me its It's all about mindset and perspective and you know kind of paving the way for time and attention, not just environment but how those play with each other
2: it is and regardless of where your space is. You may have some of these freedoms like I have, you may not, and you may not be able to afford this kind of situation. It's not as expensive as I thought it would be. It is a few hundred dollars per month, but um, it's something that I can account for with the business since I am running this as a business. It's not merely a podcast that I'm doing. And so it's an investment that in my mind also, because I am paying for this space, I have this constant number in my mind that being in this space needs to help me generate this much more income per month so that I can cover the cost and make being in this space actually be legitimate.
1: Right, and the fact that you are going to be much more effective and efficient and focused and every other word that I could mention, because of taking time to plan and create this optimal working space, you're going to then make more money in and with your business so that extra cost really doesn't become an extra cost it actually becomes kind of a a necessity
2: price it's an investment it's an investment in the business and recognizing how this change relieved several pressures from the marriage several stresses and really around that time a whole bunch of other things changed around that time too and so this was one of multiple things but my marriage has been a whole lot better since having these hard-line boundaries. And maybe part of that's because I and my wife are not all that good with honoring boundaries. So maybe we need the hard-line boundaries like this in order to honor those boundaries and then be able to invest in our relationship with each other better.
1: Definitely. So kind of as we close here, is there anything else you can think of that you would suggest that if somebody is struggling with those kinds of work-at-home issues why they should consider becoming a <laughs> work out of the home person
2: if you find yourself spending so much time setting up tearing down moving around or getting frustrated with certain spillover that you have from your personal life and your business life i think that's when you should consider looking at options outside the house whether it's some place you go to on a regular basis like a room at a library or renting office space like I do, and see it as an investment. And I'm pretty sure if you're in a similar place as I am, I'm pretty sure you'll find that the investment pays off in many ways. If nothing else, it helps alleviate stress from you and makes the rest of your actual life, your home life, a lot less stressful.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and there are resources out there for people like uh for example, work from is an example of where you can look up even co-working spaces that are nearby you and what all the different amenities and Wi-Fi speed and uh do they have private space that you can get? All those different things, you can look that all up and see what's near you. I would say one, see if somebody that you know has a spare office somewhere that you can, you know, arrange a deal with, look some stuff up on work from, test it out, try it out, see what options are out there for you locally to have, even if it's not a permanent thing, a dedicated space that you can use to get out of your home, at least occasionally, maybe even if it's just once a week, that can make a huge difference.
2: Also look at Craigslist. That's. I think Craigslist is actually how I found this office space, but there are all kinds of independent people who maybe have that one extra room in their building, or they own a building that's currently vacant, and they might be willing to negotiate certain things. So look on Craigslist as well as those other sites like WorkFrom.
1: Yeah, awesome. Daniel, thank you so much for revisiting this topic again with us and helping us, uh, you know, open our minds up a little bit more to how we can arrange our work environment and some of the why behind intentionally designing that work environment for for optimal work output.
2: You're welcome, Eric. I, I'm excited to see how this has changed my business and excited to uh, see how this has changed my family life and made it even better.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for being here.
2: You're welcome. I hope this conversation with Daniel has helped
1: you to consider how you may improve your work environment. Do you need to spend more time outside of the home? Do you need to spend some more time inside the home? Whatever your work environment is, I hope that you can see some tips and tricks that this conversation brought about that will help you to create the most optimal workspace that you can have to get more done effectively and efficiently in your work and in your life. Don't forget, ShipStation is giving away a free 30 day trial, and you can get an additional month free if you use my promo code to do. That's shipstation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page and type in to do, and you will get a free 30 days on top of an additional. 30 days free trial check out ship station see if it will help you ship your stuff faster and more organized and don't forget seth godin's alt mba workshops coming up this summer and fall you can learn more and apply at altmbacom to do and you can get special consideration by mentioning this podcast in their application and tell them i sent you Thanks again for listening to this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Again, if you, if you enjoyed this episode and got something out of it, please consider thinking of one person that you know would benefit from this episode and share it with them, whatever way is best for them to receive it. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next episode.